Welcome to the Limitless Leaders Podcast. This is a show where my guests and I explore and expand on all things mindset, leadership, and communication. On the show, I interview inspiring leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs from all walks of life, where they share their stories, experiences, and lessons. This is a podcast for you if you're looking to learn, grow, and accelerate your life, career, and who you are. Hi, and welcome to the Limitless Leaders podcast. I can't believe it's nearly the end of the year, only a few weeks to go till we hit Christmas. And um, today I just wanted to do a solo show on who's looking after the leader, and that's you. You don't need to be leading a team to be a leader. We're all leaders of self. And, you know, self-leadership is what I'm referring to here. Unfortunately, it's an area that often lacks focus. It's been a big few years. Um, We've got a lot going on. You know, we're juggling work. We're juggling life, our social life, technology, strategy, restructures, children, just so much going on. and you know, all that's happening in the world as well. Australia, and you might not know this, as I'm recording this, um, has the highest reported rate of burnout globally. We sit at 62% um, and the global average for burnout is actually 48%. So we're sitting at a, um, a very, very high rate Burnout, I think, is in the eye of the beholder. You know, someone with high energy might be burnt out but not know it. Other people could be more sensitive to it. Um, And I don't want to really label it, but today I really want to give you just some top-line strategies that you can take away, um, whether, you know, you are a leader, a business owner, a uni student. Our listeners are from all over the world and we have quite a diverse array of listeners. So. There's many factors contributing to people putting themselves last. I've always had a saying, you know, don't give the world what's left of you, give the world the best of you. And I remember, you know, early this year especially I was quite run down and my husband said to me, you know, you don't want your energy in the lost property box. And I thought that was a really good metaphor around we don't want to give everything at work and nothing at home or vice versa. And I really believe in integration versus balance. So we talk about life balance. It's sort of a, you know, a thing that's talked about a lot. When I think of balance, I see that something has to give. Whereas if I think of integration, I think that, you know, it's more doable. And I'll give you an example. Something I've started doing again is having a week off every quarter. So being a business owner, it is full on, it's fast paced, I'm high energy, I love it. But to have a week off, it's not too much planning and it's not too much work to come back to. So it's doable. And whether it's, you know, going across and having a quick week in Bali, which I did a few months ago, or, you know, a long weekend down the beach or even staying at home, Um, and just being. So have a think about that for you. How could you integrate some more balance so that, you know, you're you're not pouring from an empty cup? 
There's also a bit of a phenomenon that's going on that I'm seeing around workplaces just becoming so full-on that there's a focus on progress and process, which I get, but we can't forget the people. I always say focus on people before process and progress. When we do that, you know, you're going to have what I call, you know, a sustainable, happy and connected, high-performing organisation or business. There's a lot of less, there's less people in a lot of companies doing more. We work with leaders and teams across a plethora of industries. And I can actually say that even the industries and businesses doing really well have cut staff. So there's that whole pressure on people doing more. Another thing I'm seeing that, you know, I'd I'd love your thoughts on if you want to give us some feedback is remote work. I'm a big believer in it. I've always done it. But, you know, you can get a lot more done, but you've got to be careful. It's not at the expense of you working longer hours. So, you know, you might start earlier and finish later. So make sure if you're one of those people, and I know in the Australian market, it's around most most businesses are having roughly a 60-40% split, so 60% in the office and 40% working remotely. Make sure you're getting what I call bookend habits. And that's just a habit at the start of the day and the end of the day, especially when working from home. So, you know, the start of the day for me, I get out, I go for a quick walk, a 15-minute walk, six o'clock in the morning, I come in and have a coffee, get ready and go into my office or studio. And at the end of the day, I do the same thing, but I shut the office and studio door. Even if I've got to go back in later and do some writing or an interview or something, I shut the door to create that pause. I'm only working probably from my home office or studio two half days a week at the moment. We're back fully fledged into face-to-face, which I love. So it's just about planning around that. And when you are when you are in the office, make sure that you are connecting. I saw something the other day that I just I was gobsmacked. Someone was emailing someone about something and setting up a Zoom, and that I knew they were on the other side of the same office. If you're going in, have overlap days where your team gets together. You know, have a win Wednesday. What's going well? How did you do it? Um, based on my book gift mindset, we get people to also share their failures and mistakes. Have a failure Friday where you can share lessons and. Um, you know, things that have been harder to go through because that could be a survival guide for someone else. And it also builds connection and collaboration in your team. So, you know, there's a lot of businesses doing what I call ad hoc well-being. That's, you know, the yoga class or the muffins that turn up on a Wednesday or sugar, you know, sugar hit feel-good remedies. That's good, but it's not sustainable. So I think it's up to you if you're listening to this to really bring in habits and practices to enhance communication connection and purpose around those around you and this is in and out of work as I mentioned I really believe that energy is the new currency of leadership and being successful in and out of the workplace Um, and you're probably wondering what do I mean by that I think we need energy in five key areas. 
And I've been, we've been doing a lot of work with this uh, around this with teams. So, you know, your mental energy, how's that going? You know, and your mental energy is how you feel. It's all about your intellect, your mindset, you know, your thoughts. We all know our thoughts create our feelings and what we do or we don't do. So have a think about, you know, even rating yourself one to five on these. When was your emotional energy the best? When did you feel energized? What were you seeing? What were you feeling? If it's not now, then it's probably not a five out of five. So that's something you can have a look at. Physical energy is another one that we really need to think about. And that's how we function. You know, that's pretty straightforward. But that comes back to, you know, eating well, regular exercise. I'm not the best at that. I've had some um, health issues this year that are still undiagnosed, but I still get my 15-minute walk in every day. Your social energy, that's a third area. How do you connect? What energy do you have to connect to yourself and others? I don't believe we can connect with others deeply and build sustainable, meaningful relationships if we're not connected to ourselves first. Some people lately, and I'm I'm included, I feel overconnected in a work and social sense. So I'm pulling back on a few things, especially at night. We also need to look at our, you know, emotional energy. How do we feel? That's, you know, emotional intelligence. How do we feel? How do certain situations and people make us feel? What are our triggers? What triggers us? Um, and the last one I want to talk about, which is very important, is spiritual energy. And I'm not getting all woo-woo here, but spiritual energy is really whatever you believe in, whatever that is for you. And for me, when your spiritual energy is full, you know your values, you know what's important to you, you know your beliefs, you know why you do what you do. Um, forgiveness comes into that as well. And I think that's really, really important. We can't pour from an empty cup in life and work. And as I said before, we should be giving all of us, not what's left of us. So I've been doing a lot of, um, I mentioned, we always run team programs around leadership, communication and motivation, what energizes you. And I've been doing a lot of work around this topic that I'm calling who's looking after the leader. I actually went to change it and refine it and thought it is what it is. So who's looking after you? So I'd love to give you some strategies now and there's many. So I'm only going to give you sort of top six or seven. The first one, and I'm a big advocate of, is create a no list. That's right, a no list. Not a yes list, a no list. So a no list is simply who and what are you going to say no to? I get teams to do this. I do this religiously. And it could be simply socially. It could be if you're just a bit of a people pleaser and you're going to everything and you feel bad if you don't turn up. Simply separate the event and the person. So Mary, love to come to that barbecue Friday night, but I'm just feeling a bit washed out. So have an awesome night. I'm not saying no to you. Even articulating it helps remove the guilt. So that's a really good one to do. Um, we get teams doing this, but do this as an individual. And make sure you create a no list 
and review it regularly. When we say no to something, we're creating what we call a boundary. And I love Brene Brown's definition of a boundary. It's simply what's okay and what's not okay. If we don't have boundaries, it's like going down a steep hill in your car without speed humps. We go out of control. So, you know, a boundary could be I'm working from 8 till 6 p.m. I'm not working Saturdays. I'm um, not going to spend time with X for whatever reason. You don't have to tell that person, but I'm going to reduce my exposure to people that are a bit pessimistic, especially at the moment when I'm trying to bring myself back up. So start creating a no list. And just on that note, if you go to renegerusso.com and you go to resources or free stuff, you can download a 90-day planner, um, print it out, you know, um, A3, so on a big bit of card. And all these things I'm giving you give you spaces to fill this out for your next 90 days um, and lots of other little tools there. The second sort of strategy that I think is really important is to nurture your support network and your mentors. Um, you know, I always I always go back to Dunbar's theory. If you haven't heard of that, Dunbar had a theory that's been backed up by a lot of other a lot of other research projects and um, statistics that we only actually have the bandwidth to create and sustain 150 meaningful relationships in our life at any one time. And if you like me, you've got lots of connections, lots of friends, lots of clients, LinkedIn followers. But the simple thing to do here is just make sure you've got, we say your board of directors, who are the five key people around you that support, challenge, and nurture you. So I know for me, my mum's one of those people, my mum and stepdad. Um, my hubby, he's a real balancer for me. He does something totally different as a vocation, so I can switch off around him. And then I have a friend that's in the corporate world that really gets what I do. And then one of my really close friends does similar to what I do, which which is working in, in, in corporate spaces um, with leaders and teams. So she always challenges me. So make sure you've got the right network and mentors around you um, and make sure that you're open to changing those. If you think of a board in a business or a senior leadership team, it's forever changing. We need people that offer diversity of thoughts and ideas and who challenge and nurture us. If you've got a coach or mentor, and I strongly suggest you have one, whether they're paid or not, you know, make sure that you're open and honest with them and they're challenging you. They're not just saying you're amazing, tick, because that's not going to help grow you. Um, I mentioned creating boundaries and I think really look at digital boundaries. So that's all around, you know, reducing screen time. Sundays I never have my phone with me. At night I leave my phone downstairs so my alarm goes off downstairs. Um, just having a bit of a cyber cleanse. You can create boundaries around physical things such as where you work and your surroundings, um, exercise, and emotional boundaries. A lot of people don't sort of think about that. But again, that's eliminating people and situations that drain you. Um, I call them energy vampires, who is sucking your energy. Um, and just make sure when you create boundaries, you let people know that are close to you because it can help you 
um, remain accountable and take ownership, but it's also good to have some support. So, you know, I've just talked about creating your know list, nurturing your support network and creating boundaries. I want to talk to you about something really close to my heart and that's practicing gratitude. So gratitude is one of the 12 gifts or one of the 12 soft skills we can deepen that I talk about in my book, Gift Mindset. Gratitude helps us to focus on what we do have opposed to what we don't have. So when you're feeling a bit flat, a bit depleted of energy, it's easy to awfulize. And people that know me know I make words up. It's not a real word. But it, we can go on this downward spiral. So a really, really good thing to do is to journal whatever works for you. I wake up simply and always just sit there for a minute and think about what I'm grateful for, my health, that I get to do work I love, that I have a roof over my head. When you do this, it helps you put things in, into perspective. Um, and if you're interested in more on this, you can go to renegerusso.com, my website, go to resources, blogs, and there's uh, an article there called Gratitude, the untapped currency for workplace retention. Um, So think about what you're grateful for. If you've got a team or a business, kick off your meetings, your workshops, your catch-up with who and what are you grateful for. People will say something they wouldn't normally say, which is amazing. People feel important, you know, and recognised. And above that, even more so, um, it gets people in a forward-thinking mindset for that meeting. Um, Three more to go. Do what lights you up. That is my mantra. That will be my, what I call my deathbed mantra, and hopefully that's a long time away. But um, do what lights you up. Know the things that energize you. So think about your life and go, what are the things that really, really excite me um, at work and out of work and bring more of that in? There's a lot of research showing that if we do the things that energize us and put a pep in our step early in the week, it can set the tone for the whole week. So have a think about in a work sense, what are you doing most Monday mornings? If you're lit up by being out with people and you're working from home, If you've got customers or meetings, get out or work in the office on a Monday. Really important. Delegate what you like doing. And I'm bringing this up because a lot of us hold on to things that we should let go of. And we tend to delegate things, you know, that come across us that we don't like. I'm going to challenge you as you're listening to this to think about delegating something that you do like. Because what happens is we... We get attached to things we do like and they're in our subconscious mind. We never think to delegate them. So think about something that you've grown from that you really enjoy and have a think about who else could grow from that. Delegate it. It'll give you time back to do what matters and it'll help um, empower other people. Um, The last one I want to give you is embrace a gift mindset. And those of you that are regular listeners and followers or attend any of my programs know that gift mindset is a mindset I've lived for a long time and penned into a a published book two years ago. The gift mindset is simply looking at challenges as opportunities to learn. 
So we have challenging people in our lives. I call them Chris Kringles, a bit like you ask for a bottle of perfume and you get socks. So you don't get what you expect, but you can learn a lot. We have challenging situations in our life. So the pandemic's a good example of that. So have a look at the challenges you've had and the ones that are going to come at you because we can't avoid them and welcome the unwelcome so that you can embrace the lesson in that, what I call the gift. We also learn a lot through a gift mindset by embracing positive situations and people too, and we can learn from them. So, you know, welcome challenges and mistakes as an opportunity to learn and take the time to really understand what have I learned? How could I use this to progress myself forward? And how could I share it to help someone else? As I'm finishing this podcast, it's later at night and I'm actually about to get outdoors. And I just want to share getting outdoors, whether you're lucky enough to get to the beach or a forest or a park, it doesn't matter. If you can get outdoors, um, our brain slows down. And the reason is our brain cannot comprehend the complexity of nature. So it switches off. And that's why a 10 or 15 minute walk, even if you're blocked at doing something on your computer or in the office, you come back with this refreshed clarity and enthusiasm. So take some time to do that. You know, I believe the way we live and lead ourselves is entirely up to us. Um, I guess the good news is we've all got a choice and every choice usually has two options. So the more we give back to ourselves, you know, the more we can grow and the more we can be in service to others. So, you know, I hope you've enjoyed today's solo um, show. As always, I'd love any feedback. You can just email me at renee at reneegeruso.com. If you've got any feedback or you'd like to be a guest, um, we've had some amazing guests this year. I think we've had 11 top-selling authors. We have people that, you know, own cafes. We have CEOs. We have people from all walks of life because I believe it's, you know, we're all different, we're all connected, and it's about sharing that. Um, as always, if you're loving the podcast, please give it a review and share it. And um, just letting you know, on the 22nd of November, we have our Cook and Connect retreat coming up. This is a public retreat. So we have 12 places. As I'm recording this, I think we've sold four. Um, and just to give you a quick rundown, I'm combining my passions, connection, cooking, and coaching into a one-day retreat in Melbourne at the Yarra Valley. So we do an Italian cooking class at the amazing El Dente Cooking School. We enjoy a beautiful three-course lunch with a wine tasting. I'll be running you through some breath work and some um, walking meditation. And then the afternoon, we have workshops around reflecting, reconnecting, and re-energizing where I'll be bringing in lots of strategies, tips, and tools. And I have the amazing Sean Tucker joining me, um, and he'll be doing some work on sleep, uh, sleep patterns and energy types. This day, we only run this twice a year as a public, so I would love to see you there. Just go to my website um, and to 2023 events. If you'd love to bring your team, we can take teams up to 20 um, and I can curate the day around your objectives. So we've got actually a few 
big corporate companies coming on board and running some team days in December. So a great way to end the year and celebrate and grow and connect as a team, or you could do it in the new year at any time to kick off the new year. As always, stay safe wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Limitless Leaders podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Limitless Leaders podcast. So you don't miss an episode, make sure you follow the show in your favorite podcast app. Feel free to share this podcast with your family, friends, and work colleagues. If you're enjoying the show, find out more on what we do at RG Dynamics at www.renegeruso.com. Until next time, be limitless.